Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Drake Martinez podcast where we discuss music and pretty much anything else that's on my mind. So, since the last time you heard this, um, my band has played a couple of shows and it's been a really unique and interesting experience to go back to playing shows because that's something that I haven't done in probably around like six, seven years. But when I was growing up, me and my brother used to play a lot of shows in like the Boston area. And then when I moved to LA, I played a lot of shows there with various groups and whatnot. But I haven't really done so in San Diego, partly because when I first got here, pretty much like COVID happened and well, now the album's just been released, so we're getting back into the groove of it. And uh, one of the things that's been a... St- that's, uh, that's Boba. Don't worry about her. One of the things that's been a struggle for me is this new role that I've been taking on where I'm playing the guitar and I'm singing at the same time. And some of the advice that I got from really good guys at this back in the day was like, if you're going to write a guitar part, do your guitar part and then don't really worry too much about singing over it. So in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, well, I really want to hire a singer and get somebody to sing the vocals for me. But if I can't get somebody, then... You know, worse comes to worse, I'm going to have to sing these parts. And it got to a point where we had a little bit of drama with the last singer that we had. And then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to take on the singing. I didn't really want to, but it just sort of, the situation called for it. And I ended up writing some lyrics, um, wrote the melodies, and then sang and um, did the harmonies and whatnot and the backup vocals on the album for Fujiwara Effect. Uh, for the water bear and you know but doing them in an album and then doing it live is a totally different thing so once it got to the time where I was like okay well I gotta do these songs live it was a bit of a struggle to like get my brain to do that you know so I used to be able to do that with like bass and backup vocals but doing that as the lead is like a totally different thing uh, as I came to learn so that's a process that I'm still going through and what I'm learning is like just as a guitar player has to find their voice on the instrument, a singer has to find their voice on their voice. Uh, I think that's my wife over there, you know, getting the pizza out. Did it get burnt? Uh, no. It's okay? One of the things that's also been really easy about this process for me has been actually having a wife and somebody that will give me honest feedback. So I was like, hey, babe, like, how did my singing go during the show? And she was like, it was all right. You know, and I was like, OK, like number one through five, uh, ten, where was I at? And she was like, you were pretty much like a five, you know. So I was like, OK, well, you know, thanks for the honest feedback. And that's, well, if you guys have any tips on, like, how to find your voice as a singer, please let me know. Um, It's something that I've been thinking a lot about lately, um, but, you know, I'm I'm just going to keep working at it. Uh, I've learned a little of, like, some drills that I've been doing in the car, singing a lot more often, and, you know, we'll see if that works. Another thing I wanted to talk about is this idea of like going a little bit deeper into finding your voice on the instrument that you have and like really just how much time that takes. So on the guitar, this is 
kind of actually still a, a new instrument for me because I played bass for so many years. And it's probably around like the time of like 2020, 2019, maybe like actually kind of like 2018 was when I really just started focusing more on the guitars. That was like five, maybe six years ago. And during that time, I played a lot. I, I experimented with a lot of different sounds and getting used to those two extra strings, um, navigating my way through the fretboard, you know, all those sorts of things. Um, but with the bass, I think it's a, like you have to obviously find your voice with the bass as well. But I won't say it's easier, but like there's it's a little bit more rigid. Whereas the, with the guitar, you have like a lot of like effects that you can use and a lot of different, um, you know, like overdrives and all that kind of stuff. And within each of those, you have to find like the sound that you're going for or the sound that like kind of like works for what you're doing. And um, one of the songs I listened to a, a while ago, it was many years ago, that like really struck me as to like how well these guys have like a really defined guitar sound is a group called Umphreys McGee. It's uh, U-M-P-H-R-E-E apostrophe S and then McGee, M-C-G-E-E, Umphreys McGee. And they, they have so many great tracks, so many great songs. But one of the ones that really stuck out to me is uh, their cover that they did live of a song called Girlfriend is Better by originally by the Talking Heads. And during that song, they they really like expanded my understanding of like how like funk guitar could be used in a in like a really delayed, almost um, like almost like psychedelic rock kind of manner. And um, you hear a lot of this with like um, Parliament Funkadelic, but. Umphreys McGee took it to a whole nother a whole nother level with like really, really fantastic, almost like metal um guitar solos. So they they really do a great job of incorporating like rock, metal, funk, and then like their own like kind of like psychedelic rock kind of essence to it that is like has really inspired me to this day. And I always kinda or I I was constantly seeking like a way of like of um taking that sound and making it my own. And that took a lot of time. Um, so thinking about how that struggle will go with like the vocals is, is pretty daunting, especially when I think of like vocalists like John Mayer, who have like a really cool, almost like he kind of like has like a nice like whisper technique where he goes into like his upper register and it sounds like he's whispering, but he's not. And it has like such like, forceful forcefulness to it and soul and um you know that was like something that I was really looking for in a singer I was just talking with my wife about it earlier where you know I was like looking for for a little while but I'm, I'm kind of like over that now if someone does turn up they turn up but um I really enjoy listening to singers that sing with their soul and they just you can just tell that they're singing like their life depends on it and and it's a it's it's something that I just can't do, or at least not yet. But it's a it's an amazing thing to watch when you listen to a singer that like 
really pours out everything that they have into their vocals. Um, some of the vocals that come to mind for that are like Amy Winehouse, uh, Whitney Houston. They, yeah, they're just super powerful vocalists. Um, but yeah, that's um, that's something that I've been thinking about a lot lately, and that really came up during this show. And I've been thinking, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about it and talking to my wife about it. And, you know, not to do like a shameless plug, but me and my wife also have another podcast that we do. It's called Engaging Walk. Uh, we have new episodes every Monday. And one of the things that's really great about having a, a marriage partner is that partnership where, you know, you're there to support each other. You're there to support each other in your crazy dreams and your crazy things that you want to do and when you fail at it or you don't do so well or you have things to improve on you have your spouse to be there and to have your back and to be like yeah you know what you didn't do so great but here's how you can work on but then they are also there to you know let you know that like you can go out and you can go do it again so you know marriage is worth it it's a really great um it's a really great feeling to have that have somebody in your corner all the time. Um, we've been recently going through also trying to buy a house, which is like a whole nother level of stress. <laughs> I don't recommend it. I do because, you know, it's good to have a house. But we've been going through that, and that's been a struggle, um, especially in San Diego. With <laughs> I was just looking at a news article about uh, the property values in different cities or like different neighboring areas and that people in this area tend to spend around 50 to 40, sometimes 60% of their annual income on their home or their mortgage, property taxes, like all that whole thing, what they call, I guess, the pity, like the the, the principal interest, uh you know insurance all that stuff together yeah there goes boba she's like yeah that's a lot of money and she, you know she's she's a lot of money if you guys ever seen her she's really good she has uh my wife has a really good instagram account for her it's called boba the corgi sd for san diego and it's um it's really fun it's really cute uh sometimes when i'm at work and i miss being at home because um, right, right now I'm active duty in the Navy, so sometimes my working days are just like tremendously awful, uh, especially this week. This, this week has been brutal. And coincidentally, or just Murphy's Law, uh, the Navy is a constant perpetuation of, Nur- of Murth- Murphy's Law. So this week I had so much work going on, and then also with the... Um, the work of going in, of having this home that we were, were uh, going into escrow and balancing those two things at work has been just like a nightmare. Um, but sometimes when I'm at work, what I like to do is I like to go onto that Instagram account because my wife makes really good reels and, and content for Boba. And I get the feeling of being home even though I'm not home. Um, so it gets me through the day. And if... It could get you through tough times at work or, you know, 
definitely give it a definitely give it a look because it's really great content. Boba Boba's a corgi, and she they have like such like unique and interesting personalities. Uh, back in Los Angeles, I had a, an Australian cattle dog, you know, and he had his own. Every dog's got their own personality, but Boba has her personality is very sweet and very um, playful, extremely pay- playful. And she really loves to to be involved in what we're doing. And she follows us around everywhere. She always wants attention. But she's also getting to a stage now. She's six months and she just likes to chill. Uh, right now she's probably trying to just get my wife to play with her, uh, which is nothing new at this hour. She likes to do like her last minute like, you know, energy burn before she goes to bed. But, you know, it's really cool to watch because she can go straight from, like, sitting down, chilling, to be like, yeah, let's play. And into eating. And she really likes doing, like, um, like, like what my wife calls smart stuff. She's like, oh, I love when she does smart stuff. So we have this little puzzle for her. And she likes to go into her puzzle and, like, find the food. And she's got to, like, move the puzzle pieces in order to get it. So that's really fun to watch. We're thinking about doing a video to show people, like, how much fun she has when she uses it. Um, and then she's like amazingly has Corgis have like a really good temperament. My old dog, the Australian cattle dog, he didn't really have a great temperament. Like he would, he was not so good with strangers, not so good with other dogs. Whereas Boba, she, we bring her to the dog park and she spends like the most, uh, maybe like the first 10, 15 minutes socializing and, playing with other dogs, running around, sniffing them, like having fun. And then she'll kind of just like come over to me and my wife and be like, hey, I'm ready to just hang out with you guys now. Let's play some fetch. Uh, but yeah, I one of the things I want to do, actually, I've been thinking about this, is to get her reaction to music. Um, it's funny, I haven't really played like a whole lot of music around her. Uh, my wife has played a little bit of music around her and like got her to like, kind of dance but she doesn't really dance i i did play a little bit of guitar around her and she now i think about it and she did do like some interesting like head tilts and whatnot but she didn't really express too much interest beyond that um if you, if you guys have any uh things that you like to do with your pets your dogs if you especially if you have dogs um just yeah let me know on the um on the website or in the comments on youtube um or on facebook and instagram so a couple of things to watch out for in terms of like things that I'm doing is we're just going to be playing a lot of shows. And I think what I'm going to try to do is release a single. Um, I haven't really thought too far about that. And then also I have a, um, a project that a, f- a friend and I uh, from church we're, we're going to be working on. And essentially it's going to be a, um, a concept album about the Bible. So we're going to take a few... Uh, books from the Bible and sort of like encapsulate them in terms of like the instrumentation. So an example of this that really kind of blows my mind whenever I think about it is like that buzzing bee song. I don't know if it was like Vivaldi or like which of the, um, you know, famous composers made this song, but essentially this, it's like, and then you immediately think of like a buzzing bee and they used, it's it's pretty amazing that they use violin to like immediately make you think of a bee buzzing around you. 
or that song that makes you think of morning, like the sun rising. It's like you know. So you guys probably heard right there why I struggle so much with singing, but you know. So would you hear a song like that and a, like just the sounds from instruments make you think of a specific event? I thought it would be a really cool idea to do that with um, books from the Bible. Don't don't steal my idea because I haven't put it out yet. Or actually, if you if you want to do it, that's fine. Uh, there's there's plenty of ideas to go around out there. But what I really like to do is to do that with him, especially this guy Andrew Hopkins. He's super talented, great singer, uh, great guitar player, and and really creative. And so we're gonna our goal is to do it in the style of reggae. But what I'm thinking is it's probably going to need a few more dynamics. So sort of in the vein of um, of dub trio. So like incorporating some like dub a- aspects of reggae and making it like a little bit more to, to give sort of di- some dynamic to it. So especially if we're talking about like a style or um, or music that sort of like encapsulates an event, then there's probably going to need to be like a little bit more movement in terms of like um, rhythms and uh, different types of sounds. Uh, so probably going to incorporate like a little bit of aspects of like of dub. Um, definitely check out that band that I mentioned, Dub Trio. They have they're in they they are purely instrumentation. They are um, an instrumental group, no vocals. Uh, at least as far as I've heard. I don't know if their their things have changed, but I did hear an album from theirs back in I'm pretty sure it was like 2012, 2013 circa yeah 2013 and they had an amazing sound it's almost like unbelievable that three people can make all those sounds um yeah as soon as i'm done with this i'm going to review that and then show my wife because it's really really cool um but i think that's pretty much all i got for you guys today um been super busy with the with the house with the, the performances work and you know, if you're out there and if you're struggling with to keep up with your schedule, just know that there's people out there that got your back. In my case, I got my wife. She's always got my back. Um, and there's people out there that always got your back and they can help you out and keep you motivated to keep pushing forward and doing the things that you want to do. Um, you know, I heard a comedian, Theo Vaughn, the other day, he said something along the lines of, like, I, heard, he was, I think I'm pretty sure he was having a conversation with Jordan Peterson, and he was like, you know, I constantly have to, it's a daily struggle to show up for myself. But that's precisely what you have to do. You know, some of my other goals are to like, lose weight, you know, get back into fitness. I used to be, like, 140 pounds. I don't want to tell you what you guys, what I am right now, but I am not 140 pounds. You know, so I got to keep myself motivated. And this helps me. Hopefully, I hope that it helps you guys. And um, let me know what you guys think. Let me know what you guys are doing with your pets, things that you guys are doing in your musical careers, and um, how we as a community can, can support each other. Um, and then, of course, for, uh, for singing tips. And my name is Drake Martinez, and I'm going to be signing out with this podcast. I look forward to talking to you guys next week. And again, let me know what you guys think in the comments. Uh, we publish this podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, um, Deezer, uh, all anywhere where you can find a podcast. And I also publish it onto YouTube. 
So let me know what you guys think. And um, this is Drake Martinez signing out for the podcast for this week. Thank you.